everyone, it's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you, Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com membership to join. And here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This podcast is supported by Macy's. Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need this summer. Shop the easiest and breeziest brands like Nina Parker, Vince Camuto, and Dolce Vita. Macy's has all your must-have items from sundresses to matching sets to wedges, beach bags and towels, you name it. Stock up for summer at Macy's. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style today. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. This is The Run Through. I'm Chloe Mal. And I'm Joe Minardi, and the end of the year is really upon us. What? I know. <laughs> Raven Smith, our columnist, wrote a very funny piece called The Ludicrously Capacious Year of 2023, and <laughs> with a reference to the succession Burberry bag that we all uh, know and love. Yes. Uh, but it's true that 2023 feels like a extremely long and uh, packed year from many different angles. And this week... Chom and I had so much fun. We talked to Nicole Phelps and Virginia Smith about what fashion moments of 2023 really stood out for them and what they're happy to forget, what they will always remember. And I think we all had a lot to say and a lot of fun discussing. So stay tuned for that. But first, Choma, tell me about what a holiday break means for you. Some time to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're all feeling a bit of like end of year fatigue. It's just been, yeah, what what an intense year. So I'm ready to sort of take some time offline. Yes. I'm going to be spending the holidays with my family in the UK, my nephews, my brother, my aunt, my sister-in-law. It's going to be very festive. The UK is super festive. I'm now, I'm looking in front of me. There is an ice rink right in front of my window in Hanover Square and there are sort of trees lit up everywhere this is I I feel like when it comes to Christmas like London wins at Christmas like it is just you can't move for like festive spirit I know Um, I do feel like I I have dreams of going to London at Christmas time one day New York at Christmas is it's a delight what's your plan what are your plans well this weekend I mean at 8 a.m because that's what happens when your children wake up at 6.30. At 8 a.m., Arthur and I went on an expedition to see the uh, tree at Rockefeller Center, which he couldn't care oh, less fun. about. <laughs> he was like, okay, it's a tree. But we were excited to watch the ice skaters, and he calls it the Rocka Rocka Center. 
uh, which frankly is more appealing. And then I'm going to Los Angeles with our whole crew and I have family there and my mom will be there. And uh, you grew up there. I grew up there. My mom and I are taking Arthur to Disneyland, which he's probably, we could wait like two years, but my mother's more excited than anyone. So we are going as a group and we are very excited. And Arthur has said he's most excited to see Maleficent, which I think shows some real fashion forward (laughs) notes on his part. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about, which is um, Vogue Runway was inspired by The Athletic, the New York Times um, sports website, did a poll of like 100 industry insiders on their favorite sports games of the year and blah, blah, blah. And that inspired Nicole Phelps and the Vogue Runway team to do a similar poll uh, for Vogue Runway of the— I took said poll. I know. We all did, and we loved it. And they really—Jose Criales Unzueta, um, our esteemed, often uh, the run-through contributor, was the master of the poll and wrote it up. And he really went out to over 100 industry insiders, and it sort of it's very revealing. Favorite collection of the year was— Far and Away, Prada Spring 24, favorite designer of the year by a long shot was Jonathan Anderson, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Most underrated designer was Martine Rose, Choma's favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, This is kind of like a mini CFDAs, the people, the critics, the people's choice CFDAs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to go through that with a fine tooth comb. I know. It's it's amazing. (laughs) And then it's been really fun to see all of the end of year content we've been doing uh, on the site. Like Hannah Jackson did a really fun piece on the best uh, celebrity pap walks. And uh, there were some (laughs) great moments to be remembering from... Jeremy Allen White's doing push-ups uh, on the sidewalk to um, Lupita and jo- Joshua Jackson's sort of relationship hard launch. Also, Sarah Spellings did a really fun piece on a glossary of all the micro trends of 2023. Uh, and that was extre- very funny and tongue-in-cheek, but also helpful and interesting to be like, the coastal Nona versus tomato girl summer. I mean, TikTok is really expanded uh, our vocabulary in a way that maybe really I could do without, but nevertheless. I know. <laughs> I know. On the on the other end of that, which I thought was quite impressive, Emily Chan on the British Vogue team here, she did a story about only buying five items of clothing. I know. I couldn't believe that. I saw that this weekend. You know, Emily's been such a champion for all of our sustainability content, and she does all the coverage on COP and is constantly in contact with designers who are kind of leading the way as far as sustainability. And yeah, she set herself a really difficult challenge. And wow, like reading about it was quite impressive because I definitely would fail within a month. (laughs) Or two, at least. I can't imagine. I also want to know if like, Things people give her count? Does vintage count? I, anyway, I haven't right. read the piece yet, but I'm very excited about it and have a lot of questions. So I'm glad that I'm not the only one who's engaged and that it's been a big a runaway hit. The run-through will be back in just a moment. I'm Celeste, and I'm here with Jade and Emily, and we are so excited to announce our new show, After Hours. 
We're three female founders who became friends through, well, trauma bonding over entrepreneurship. These days, we come together after work to discuss the highs, lows, and hilarious moments we all experience as we build our companies in our 20s as first-time founders. We're dishing advice, spilling secrets we wish we knew so you don't have to make the same mistakes we did, oversharing in the best ways, giving our legal teams anxiety, and peeling back the curtains behind startup life. So close your computers, we know it's hard, and pour yourself a glass of something because After Hours is now in session. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef-grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills, or a high-tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand. I recently bought a new pair of running shoes, and that made me love hitting the pavement again. Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And we're back. So some of our most listened to episodes on the run through were with, were actually with our colleagues, Nicole Phelps, who is the global director of Vogue Runway and Virginia Smith, who's Vogue global head of fashion. And my favorite conversations have always been with them, honestly. So I was really happy to see our listeners were just as excited um, about hearing them talk about fashion as I was. So we thought we'd bring them back on the show to talk about all the fashion that took the world by storm this year. And we also got to hear from some of our other friends from around the Vogue offices around the world. Joma, I'm curious, what fashion do you want to leave in 2023? I'm ready to let go of quiet luxury. I'm not a quiet girl, so no thank you. So I'm ready to bring in some like something with a bit of noise to it. Maybe something embellished or something that makes noise when you walk, like like Erica Badu likes, just not quiet luxury. Thank you. Joma, how dare you? How dare you? If someone who loves boring, quiet luxury and has been dressing like that for years, it's it's a mainstay in my in my wardrobe. Nicole, quiet luxury? Yeah, I would say I'm probably a quiet luxury girl myself too. So who do we think was the standout designer this year? I think Mathieu Blasé, the designer, is a personal favorite of probably all of ours. Um, Nicole, you did such an incredible um, talk with him at Forces of Fashion this year. You know, there's an intelligence. He's also very nice, very handsome, and just seems very charming and just seems to really looking at design in a very intelligent way, but also doesn't not taking it too, too seriously, except when in terms of craftsmanship. But He's just he's just really adorable and sort of fabulous. Agree. Hard agree. Well, everyone <laughs> loved Nicole and Metchia's talk. I feel like that was 
the winner from Forces of Fashion. Agree. I hard agree. It was so good. What other designers really won 2023, so to speak? Who'd you say it was like their year? I mean, Miu has been so influential for the past few years. So, I mean, it's pretty pretty incredible the influence you've seen from Mucha Prada on I the runway. I can't believe runways. people are actually wearing no pants out. People are wearing it. It's a thing. It's a real it's a thing. thing. I completely thought it would just be runway to editorial. And it's like even Claire Foy today, who I don't think of as a particular pantless red carpet <laughs> renegade. And she was a pantless in Prada. <laughs> Do you think that's the, what we're going to be seeing? Are you seeing it at party season out in the world? I still kind no. of, I've seen a couple of people kind of wearing it. Like, you know, civilians. Have you seen any? No, I've really only seen it on the red carpet, except for Kendall wore it. <laughs> civilian in, in Yeah, quotes. I think the <laughs> civilian equivalent is all of the, you know, like the jog bras and the lycra bike shorts that women Boxer have been breeze. wearing yeah. on, the, on the city streets, you know, since COVID. This, you know, everybody's in exercise clothes. Everybody yeah. is showing off their body and... Um, you know, maybe those biker short, those, you know, the tight biker shorts will just keep getting shorter. Prediction for 2024. Yes. <laughs> shorter I mean, bike so shorts. so many little baby hot pants, weren't there, all over. That was the the one trend I probably am going to leave for other people to try. Yeah, we didn't really like that trend on the, on the spring 24 runways. <laughs> <laughs> Note to designers. <laughs> <laughs> So these are some of the trends on the streets of New York. But before we move on, here's what happened in 2023 overseas. Hi, I'm Francesca from Vogue Italia, the head of editorial content. The trend I saw in 2023 in Italy is an iconic one. It's like dressing as a Milanese shura. Dressing like old ladies, it's actually pretty cool. You always want to dress like a Shura with like this gold jewelry and a little furry and uh, the the neat kitten heels and the long at uh, pencil skirt. So I always love, love, love this uh, trend. Uh, we love Fran and we also are huge fans of the grandma look. Now, from one of our colleagues on some of the looks he's seen in London. Hi, my name is Daniel Rogers. I'm the fashion writer at British Vogue. I think this year I've begun to see something that I can only really refer to as nonsense dressing, which is the kind of young people on TikTok or in certain areas of London who wear things like track shorts with cowboy boots and some kind of fancy dress shirt. I'd say it's about making strange and blasé statements with clothes, like mashing formal wear with sportswear, high femme with more laddish accents. What were the biggest, most overarching trends of 2023, would you say? I think it was all about the concert tour this year. I Mm, mean, I think it was less about a red carpet and more about the a concert extravaganza. I mean, starting with Rihanna at the Super Bowl in her fabulous Loewe jumpsuit and then continuing to Beyonce's summer runway tour. I mean, it was just a tour de force in fashion and music. The concert tour was such a, a phenomenon because it created trends 
like the friendship bracelets, which we wrote about mm. in the It Items of the Year from Taylor Swift. And yeah. there's like a sense of community at these shows. And there yeah. are like badges and codes that the fans uh, share. And it sort of trickles out. It feels like a new way for trends to start these yeah. concerts. Here is one of our Vogue Runway colleagues on the accessories that define 2023. I'm Laia Garcia Furtado, and I'm the Senior Fashion News Editor at Vogue Runway. I feel like the accessories of the year are definitely shoes. The first one is the Martine Rose Nike sneaker. They're like a Nike shocks, but it's a mule, and it's a really weird color, and it looks weird. And then another shoe that I feel like was everywhere was the Mary Jane flat, specifically the designer version of it by Elia, which was like studded or lace recut or mesh or like embellished with crystal. And then the last shoe, it's a Margiela Tabby. Ladies of NYC, be fucking aware. This man is out here on Tinder and Hinge, and he will steal from you. So this is a story about how that fucker stole my Mary Jane Tabbies. This year, I feel like they went mainstream, especially once that girl on TikTok went on a date and they stole her pair of Tabbies. And if you know who he is, where he lives, or anything about him, let me know because I deserve retribution and I want my fucking shoes back. Does everyone have a best red carpet look of the year? Oh, that's a tough question, Chloe. One? Okay, you can have a couple. You can have one that pops to mind. I'll tell you mine, just because it's top of mind. I loved Emma Corrin in the Princess Diana-inspired white tuxedo with the sheer skirt. Uh, I just love that they do their thing and really dress the way they want to. And I loved Santa Miller and her bump-bearing scaparelli at Vogue World. You know, Beyonce looms looms large in my life. I did think she looked amazing in the silver Versace at her film premiere with her newly blonde hair. I mean... Her Donatella cosplay. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> it was epic. Yeah, I uh, loved Hunter Schaefer, uh, especially oh, yes. in the cutout peekaboo uh, Silver McQueen by Sarah Burton. Um, just incredible. She's looked great, really great recently. Incredible. Who won the red carpet this year? I mean, Greta Lee had amazing looks. There were so many people, but who consistently... Kind of nailed it. Hunter, Greta. What about Timmy? How does everybody feel? Say, well, someone um, on our Celeb Style Slack this morning said that uh, Timmy in his shiny brown suit yesterday was dressing as an actual chocolate bar. So he was oh, doing I that one. I mean, he can wear anything and look amazing. Yeah, method. Method dressing. <laughs> the bar is hot. I mean, he's definitely still by far and away the most exciting when it comes to men's. I mean, there are lots of men who dress well now, but... I think it's difficult to top him. I mean, Paul Mescal always looks good too. I mean, there are a few. There are a few guys. Yeah, and my favorite was Virginia Smith in her ah! archival oh, Alexander that was McQueen. So good. Oh, thank you, Nicole. No, it was it was so amazing to wear that, and I was so happy, so thrilled. They let me right. wear. Can it. you describe it? It was just a, the most perfect menswear suit with with this amazing oh, ruffle. The ruffles. The ruffles. I yes. love that so much. Yes, it was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for. <laughs> Letting me wear it. It's one of my favorite Met looks I've ever worn, I would have to say. It was, was fabulous. Fantastic. It's so good. And my second vote for um, Met Gala look is Kristen Stewart, who I loved oh, she that was she was so in cute. that boyish uh, tuxedo and wearing flats. Um, I think that 
understatement goes a long way, uh, you know, in a in a moment when everybody else is sort of going the other direction. So I thought she looked great. And now another great red carpet look this year. I'm Jose. I'm a fashion news writer of Vogue Runway. Daniel Brooks just wore, I think, uh, recently a Moschino look from the red carpet. It was a look that was on Precious Lee on the runway. And I think the reason why I loved it so much was not just because it was super fab, but also because that's why it's so important to have um, other kinds of sizes on the runway, because then actors who are not sample size can also have a red carpet moment that is off the runway. So I love that. I'm very excited for the award season. Me too. I think people are going to really go for it. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. Do you ever see a new face or name on your news feeds and say, who the heck is that? Our podcast, Who Weekly, is everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Think of us as your cheat code to People Magazine, your glossary for Hollywood, a shortcut to understanding pop culture at large. For the past eight years, Who Weekly has been telling listeners everything they need to know about the celebrities they don't. The New Yorker says we spelunk deep into the demimonde with convivial delight. That's a direct quote. Mostly, we're going to explain to you Irish star Barry Keoghan's sudden rise to fame and relationship with a not-so-under-the-radar pop princess named Sabrina. The fake wedding Real Housewives star Cynthia Bailey had to promote a limo rental company. And why all the Gen Zers you know are talking about a guy named Benson Boone. Each episode goes deep into the biggest celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we answer the most burning celebrity queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. With access to so much information, it's hard to feel like an informed, discerning citizen. That's why on Make Me Smart, which is a podcast from Marketplace, we make it easy for you to stay in the know. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I unpack the latest from Washington, D.C. Uh, the Senate Minority Leader has announced that he will step down as the Republican leader. What's happening in AI? Uh, I mean, don't buy at the top, but holy cow, artificial intelligence and all the companies related to it are the, the hot new thing. And we do the numbers. So as a refresher, inflation is the rate of increase in the prices of things. It's not just sort of things getting more expensive. It's the speed at which things get more expensive. Because in a world that's constantly changing, we all need to stay smart. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. Favorite emerging designer of the year? I think Rachel Scott of Diotima had a great year. I mean, she was a finalist for the Vogue CFDA Fashion Fund, and then she ended up winning Emerging Designer of the Year at the CFDA Awards. And I have to say, everyone who was wearing her clothes there, I thought, looked really incredible. Those needlepoint dresses are so beautiful, and I yeah. feel like it was really a great year for her. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to another New York based woman designer who is Hilary Tamor at Kalina Strada. I loved everything about the show she put on in in September, especially the way she sent the models out. They were walking down the runway with a very weird, almost psychotic smile, and then they turned around and put on this frown. And the theater of it was really great. And I just really respect everything that she's trying to do to make a collection that is sustainable, but also so much fun and so full of life. It's been fun being back in London because I've gotten to reconnect with a lot of 
young designers here, but there are a couple who I've mentioned on the show before who I've who I've just get who I'm just getting to know. And one of them is Michael Stewart from Standing Ground. He makes these in sort of incredible draped couture level dresses with a very kind of intricate details that almost like padded, like a padded hip or there'll be kind of beading going through underneath the skin of a dress. So it has this texture to it. They're just really beautiful and special. I think you usually associate London with kind of a more kind of street level kind of grit and he's really glamorous and refined his clothes are. So I am excited to see what he does next. Yes, it feels like somebody should wear his dresses uh, on the oh my god on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Hunter would be great in them, and mm-hmm. I mean anyone would be great in them. They're just so beautiful. I've always loved what Supriya Lele um, does, and now she's been she's opened up an art gallery and she's kind of thinking outside the world of fashion. Such a great point of view and wonderful taste. So to see her world kind of expand as a young designer, because I think a lot of designers are thinking, well, what's next for me? Like, how can I kind of bring people into my world? And I think this is a really smart way for her to do it and a kind of a natural extension of what she does. And things are tough for young designers, you know? I think retail isn't in an easy, stable place. And you you kind of have to think creatively and kind of lean into what you love, right? Because that's you know that that's so important now to kind of feel like you're doing you like your hearts your hearts in it and i you can just tell that she puts her heart and soul into all of it so i'm excited by her hi i'm christian Allaire. i'm vogue senior fashion writer and my favorite designer of the year was an emerging designer called John Tay-Com. He's a Plains Cree designer from Saskatchewan, and he does a lot of sort of avant-garde sculptural gowns made out of ribbons and feathers, uh, sort of nodding back to his Indigenous roots, and I think he's going to be a big star in the future, so watch out for him. Nicole, you had a piece um, come out from Vogue Runway that Mark Holgate wrote that I think he writes every year on what actually sold this year. And he interviews a lot of retailers. And it's always interesting to see what translates from the runways into people's closets. Yes. It's sort of another way of talking about where trends are coming from. You know, Mm -hmm. if they're coming from Beyonce and Taylor Swift's tour, they're also coming from small, underground, not that well-known designers around the world. Dusan is one that I think a couple of retailers name-checked. And, uh, you know, that's a name that I wasn't really very familiar with. It turns out that the person who's doing that collection worked for Zoran in, uh, oh, you know, wow. many, many years ago. My mom wears a lot of Zoran. <laughs> And uh, so talking about quiet luxury, sort of exemplary of that trend. And there's many, many more labels that Mark talked about with with these different retailers that I had never heard of. So for me, it's like a, a real education and interesting to learn that retailers are, you know, really going far off the runway to get clothes that are working for women. And, you know, what does that say about the runway? It's curious, you know. What about model of the year? Model of the year was Maggie Smith in the Lueve ads. Oh, absolutely. I mean, brilliant. That was amazing. I think my models of the year would be both uh, Paloma and Anok. 
because they both had such amazing years and they're both such I mean, there are so many great models. It's difficult to pick favorites. We should probably mention Daria, who made her comeback oh, yeah, at Daria's Gucci. Comeback. Surprising everyone, because we all thought she would come back for Phoebe. And Daria and Sabato at Gucci were friends uh, 20 years ago when they were both starting out in the industry. And Sabato was a, an assistant in the pattern makers studio at Prada. And that's how they got to know each other. I guess they've been, you know, friends or close ever since. And so he asked her to be in his first campaign. That was a very good one. What about designers we lost or designer exits of the year? I'm thinking of Sarah Burton at McQueen, which was, I think, very emotional for everyone. And people felt very strongly about the end of a really exquisite era, perhaps. Yeah, that's a hard one just because, you know, I think we've all loved what Sarah has done there for so many years. But as someone pointed out, um, you know, it'll be, it's certainly not the end of Sarah Burton. And I think it'll be really amazing to see what she does on her own without the history of McQueen. And I'm excited to see what she, she does next. But obviously, that sparked a lot of controversy in terms of having so many male creative directors at the top of houses and the lack of female creative directors at so many houses. So that's certainly a topic that we have been discussing in the last few months. Hi, I'm Laura Ingham, the Deputy Director of the Global Fashion Network here at Vogue. I think that the very sad passing of Dame Vivian Westwood in December 2022 had a huge impact on the collections that we saw and worked with in February and March this year, and then subsequently shot um, over the pages of Vogue and globally this summer. I think, you know, of course we all know and love her provocative and punk aesthetic and to see that influence and her influence and her legacy um, sort of trickling through the collections in March this year was really inspiring and one that I'll remember as redefining the movement and the trends that we work towards and the pages and the fashion that we put together this year. This year, we talked about a lot of runway shows that we loved. And here are a few more that really stood out. Hi, my name is Carla Martinez de Salas. I'm the head of content for Vogue Mexico and Latin America. Personally, one of my favorite shows and one of the most emotional shows, I would say, was Willie Chavaria's last show in downtown Manhattan, where the entire soundtrack was Latin songs that really reminded me of of what my parents used to listen to when I was growing up. And just those beautiful jackets with the roses. I kind of felt like I was in like 1960s ballroom in Mexico. Hi, it's Laird Borelli Person, the archive editor at Vogue Runway. I will say Duran Lantink, who shows in Paris and who is doing wonderful things in my opinion, with silhouettes, padding, odd shapes, things that really make you think and force us to look at the body in new ways. I also loved Luar's show in September, just seeing the energy in the room. It was eight o'clock. We were out in Bushwick. He came out and he was emotional and had tears in his eyes. And those two designers, the fact that they're so 
in tune with their roots and, and where they come from, I think is, is great. What about favorite runway this year? Either shows or runway look. Is there any that stands out? Well, I was not there, and I was very limb-lipped, as our colleague Hamish Bowles would say. Um, <laughs> I love but when I, Hamish says I, that. I, um, <laughs> I was very much wish I would have been at Pharrell's debut in Vuitton oh. because it did yeah. look like such an amazing, amazing um, show. Um, and that's what it was, a real show. It, I mean, it really brought back mm. drama, performance, excitement, um, that's a good point. We didn't touch on that. It's rare that I find that fashion shows trans really bleed into other culture. I had sort of friends of my husband being like, oh, what was that? What was happening? And so it's nice when you feel that relevancy. Now let's shift gears and talk about the Vogue covers we love this year. This is one we definitely can't forget. Hi, my name is Willow Lindley. I am the Fashion Market and Collaborations Director here at Vogue, and Margot Robbie in her role for Barbie, styled by Gabriella Krefa Johnson and shot by Ethan James Green. That was a super fun shoot. Gab and I, we hadn't hadn't been able to see more than about five minutes of part of the film, and we were deep in Reddit forums about spoilers and any sort of hints and, and tips we could get from from people out there trying to build this story in this this sort of futuristic world of Barbie, finding that perfect balance between humor and seriousness and celebrating the actress as well as the subject was really well accomplished. Yeah, Barbie felt like such a fun cover. There were a lot of good ones. I loved Erica too. I thought Erica was beautiful. And obviously, like, you know, you and I have spent time with Badu. She's a fun, she's a fun time. I mean, her objects of affection video she's goes down... <laughs> In history. It's you mean amazing. in the Badudio? In the Badudio. I mean, amazing. Mm. Amazing. I have to say the end of the year with Nicki Minaj is also sort of a heartfelt favorite, too. I mean, it was her yeah. first Vogue cover, and that's always so special for anyone. And we did a Zoom with her. Shum, were you on that? It was Anne and I did a yeah, Zoom with her. Were you on? In the beginning, she was so excited. She from was the, so from excited. Right? She said she cried when she heard, Aww. you know, and it was so sweet. And the response to it, as and also Erica, the response to that cover was pretty incredible to both. So it's just it's so nice when that happens. All right, that's it for this episode. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Bye. So great hearing from you guys about what made fashion great in 2023. And we can't wait to see what we are all wearing or not wearing in 2024. Yes. And we'll be back next week with an exciting episode. Happy holidays. The Run Through Evoke is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. The show is produced by Susie Lechtenberg, Chelsea Daniel, and Alex John Burns. It's engineered by Jake Loomis and Gabe Kiroga and mixed by Mike Kutchman. See you soon. Bye. I'm Richard Lawson. I'm Chris Murphy. And I'm Hilary Busis. We are from Vanity Fair's Still Watching Podcast, a weekly television podcast that obsesses over all things TV. 
Chris, Hillary, and I are at your service to recap and analyze the best that's out there and what you should be watching. Plus, we're talking to the stars and showrunners about how exactly it all got made. New episodes of Still Watching drop weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. <laughs> 